it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow. Hello. At CD Media, we are literally the tip of the spear. From Ukraine to the vaccine to Brazil, we've been at the tip of the spear on all these stories early. So if you want to know what's going on in the world early, before the rest of the news catches up, watch CD Media. But you know what? We have to make money. So we do have ads on the sites. But I know people don't like pop-up ads. They don't like ads. It's a problem. I mean, you get them on your phone, et cetera. If you don't like ads, you can sign up for our no-ad subscription, which is a few bucks a month. You get access to all of our sites, not just CD Media, but the Manhattan, the Miami Independent, the Connecticut Sentinel, the Georgia Record, Armed Forces Press, Tsarism overseas in Eastern Europe, and CDM Espanol if you speak Spanish. So all of these sites are available with no ads. So sign up for our no-ad subscription. You can find it on the websites. There's a pop-up and also in the top menu. And, and pay us a few bucks a month. Support free media. Support your children's future. Support the fight against the corrupt media narrative. Thank you very much. And now let's get to our guest. Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to Information, Information Operation. Operation. We're here with Chris Gleason, part two of our series, Florida is Not Free. And we're going to call this local uh, interaction national results. So, Chris, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So Sorry. I'll let you start talking. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, the last uh, segment that we did, we had started to talk about um, things here on the, the county level in Pinellas. And you know, what typically where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm -hmm. And we, we know um, based off of what we've seen in all of the various counties here in Florida, uh, the same thing is going on. I mean, the swamp is deep and the mm -hmm. swamp starts, you know, in your backyard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what, what we found is that, you know, at least I, I can tell you what I found and how it led to kind of where we're at today. Um, Please. You know, so when I started to get involved with, uh, the election integrity stuff here in Florida, um, we started finding some things. And one of the attorneys that I was working with, he asked if I would uh, bring um, uh, some of uh, my contacts that I had been working with at the state into what we were finding. And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. And so with the shocking evidence that we had found, um, I had presented um, several very large cases of felonies to the um, general counsel for the Secretary of State. Mm -hmm. And right around this time, Cord Bird had just been uh, named uh, by uh, Ron DeSantis. Mm -hmm. And so I understood that there was going to be uh, a bit of a transition. Uh, but what I did do is, you know, we had found a lot of stuff. I did my duty. I brought it to them and I said, hey, look, the stuff that we found here at this, at, in every county that we we're looking at, it's really, really bad. And we really need to um, preserve all of the data from the 2020 election because of the extent of, the, of what we found. Yeah. And, you know, I, the way I positioned it was like, look, at this is your moment. You know, um, th this will be a huge win for DeSantis. And, you know, at this point, I had a really high opinion of him. And I said, you know, this is his moment to shine. Right. And if he does this, we can use this as a model for all of the counties, all of the, across the United States. And then I waited. <laughs> <laughs> and um <You're> so waiting. <laughs> well yeah well we've uh it started an interesting journey let's say that yeah 
And so as we were uh, getting into the primaries, um, a friend of mine said, hey, um, one of my tenants, he just got uh, a, a bunch of vote by mail ballots forwarded to him from Pasco County. And I was mm-hmm. like, really? They're not supposed to be forwarded. Mm-hmm. And so he got me uh, the uh, the ballots and I went uh, I went down to the supervisor of election here in Pinellas County and I said, hey, you know, um, I have some questions about you know these vote by mail ballot envelopes. And they're like, well, I go it according to the envelope here, it's they're they're not supposed you know, it doesn't say do not forward. I'm like, oh well, it doesn't have to say that. I'm like, well, actually, it does, but okay. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> explain it. Yeah, according to Florida law, it does. <laughs> and there's only, you know, as as our investigations would show, there's only um, a few, very few. Well, like, that's only for Republican ballots that you can't afford them. So yeah. <laughs> so they um, there's only like one or two. There's a couple of counties, maybe two or three counties in the entire state of Florida that specifically say. Uh, do not forward on mm-hmm. on the envelope. And what they try to say is, oh, well, you know, the uh, return service requested is, you know, good enough. Well, that's not what the Florida statute says, but okay. So now we have these ballot envelopes that have been forwarded, and I bring them to the attention um, to the supervisor of elections office here in Pinellas County. And the, uh, the deputy... Um, the deputy person there, uh, a guy by the name of Dustin Chase, um, I bring it to his attention. And he, uh, <laughs> when I explain to him what's going on and that they are in fact being forwarded and they are in violation of Florida statutes, he looked at me deadpan, straight in the eye and said, uh, we're not changing anything. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, no. I'm not printing new ballots. It ain't, it's not happening. I'm like, so, you can't refuse. I go, so let yeah. me, I go, so let me get this straight. You're telling me that you are willfully going to be non-compliant with the Florida law that states that the, all the, the vote by mail ballot envelopes need to say, do not forward on them. And he's like, Yes, we're not doing it. We're not reprinting them for this election. We're not reprinting them for the November election. They've already printed. It's all done. I said, well, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. That's a big problem. Can I have your business card? Mm -hmm. So he gives me his business card. I go home. I summarize our conversation. I send him an email. I I copy uh, the local sheriff, Sheriff Galtieri, on the email. And I lay it out and I say, and I explain how his willful noncompliance to adhere to Florida election law statutes is a crime and it needs to be prosecuted and investigated. Well, much to my surprise, uh, Sheriff Galtieri refused to even acknowledge it or do anything about it. And then based on that email, I then set up a meeting to go see our local um, executives, uh, Adam Ross and Todd Jennings. And uh, and that would really, you know, bring me into the whole thing with this Florida election stuff. Now, what's interesting about the Pinellas County Supervisor of Elections, Julie Marcus, is that she was hand appointed by Ron DeSantis. Hmm. So that's strange, strange, right? Yeah, that is kind of strange. The other thing that was kind of strange is that of all the counties in the entire state of Florida, Pinellas County is by far the worst. Mm -hmm. Now, they're the worst with the vote by mail irregularities. And they're also the worst for transparency. You never get a real answer out of them. They're constantly lying. And when you try to do a public records request, which you have the right to do as a Florida citizen, it's one of the constitutionally um, protected rights to free government that Mm -hmm. we have. Um, It's also um, 
uh, it's also part of uh, chapter 119 and chapter 98 of Florida election laws. So they are required by several Florida statutes and the Constitution to disclose all the information. And they were refusing to do that. Now, why would the government refuse to comply with the law? And so, well, the answer is pretty self-evident to me. Mm -hmm. They're trying to hide something. Right. And based on what we've seen, um, you know, it's a big problem here in Pinellas County. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is these, these supervisors of elections, they belong to a group called the Florida Supervisors of Elections, Inc. And throughout the past, say, year of public records requests, um, we have uncovered the fact that the Florida Supervisors of Elections, Inc. is an organized crime syndicate. <laughs> and what they do is it's an illegal lobbyist group funded through taxpayer dollars and industry, um, uh, election industry funds. And it's an why, illegal- Why do you say it's illegal? Just for audience. Well, so Florida citizens' tax dollars are being used, okay, mm-hmm. to educate and give counsel to the supervisors of elections to evade election laws and violate the Florida Constitution, yeah. thus overthrowing Florida government. Right. And it, right. It, it's an illegal lobbyist group because of this. They're using taxpayer dollars to to uh, lobby legislators to create laws to help their corrupt business partners at ESNS and Dominion and Fiedler Elections and Cathedral Printing and all of these um, fraudulent and treasonous companies that are uh, stealing our elections. I mean, yeah. that, that's the textbook definition. Of a of a um, of a seditious group and seditious activity and seditious individuals. Right. Textbook. I mean, what is sedition? It's yeah. the overthrow of a government through violence, um, you know, and other unlawful means. Yeah. And I would say that election theft and election fraud and voter fraud are illegal. Sure. So no argument there. The swamp is deep. The swamp is deep. The swamp is deep. Did you know the I believe it was the Orange County supervisor of elections? His son works for ESNS. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you have Mark Early, Mr. Corruption himself, his wife, Stacy Early, also known as Stacy Rodriguez, she works for uh, a company. It used to be called Cathedral Corporation. Now, I mean, it used to be called Fiedler Elections. Now it's called Cathedral Corporation. And they print the vote by mail ballots for about two thirds of the Florida counties. Now, hmm. this gets really interesting, right? Because the services that they provide, I mean, cathedral, their business is mail, printing and mail. Now, as a business owner, um, I had previously in my previous life, um, I done, we had done a lot of mailing. So I'm under, I understand bulk mail. Mm-hmm. I understand what you have to do. And I understand um, certifications that you make when you go and you drop off all the pre-sorted stuff. Now, here's what's interesting. The theft of the elections here in Florida and everywhere else, ultimately, begins with the voter registration and voter rolls. And if you have bad data, then you're going to have bad addresses. You're going to have a lot of undeliverable mail, a lot of it. Now, a company like Cathedral that's printing out the vast 
amounts of vote by mail ballots for two thirds of all the counties in Florida, right? And there's 15 million, um, you know, there's 15 million voters roughly on the Florida voter rolls. And there was in the general election, there was about four, 4.5 to 4.6 million vote by mail ballots that got sent out, okay, to all of these addresses. Well, a lot of these addresses were undeliverable. So we delivered all that to uh, Cord Bird and Miami Day. Yeah. And so my question is, how, how do they, you're probably going to tell us, but I've always wondered where they get captured, you know, because they're sent out to these bad addresses. Yeah. So what is the logistics for them to get voted? Well, you know? one would think that there are a couple of areas. I mean, if I was a insidious election criminal, and I wanted to do this and involve the least amount of people as possible, I would do it at the printer's office because mm -hmm. the printer, they're the ones, you know, they're, you're not going to have a fraud. You know, you're, you're, they're the ones, they're the printers. Now, the um, these vote by mail ballots and the envelopes that they're, that, that they're printing, they're not numbered. There's no accounting for them. Who knows how many of these things the printers have done? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the owner of Cathedral Printing is a woman by the name of Marion Gage. Okay. Marion Gage lives in New York. She is a uh, Democrat donor and she donates quite frequently to the, the Democratic Action Pack. Now, the Democratic Action Pack is a pack whose sole purpose is to get Democrats elected to governorships across the United States. Now, Cathedral Corporation, they print and mail uh, ballots for two thirds of the Florida counties, for New York, for Illinois, for Georgia, and other states. So when we, fi uh, we first figured that out, um, I got a call from Chris Jersky. Mm -hmm. And he and I were working together. I interviewed Chris, yeah. And he's like, hey, can you check out this thing for me? And I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'll, I'll look into it. So we, so on a Saturday afternoon, we sat there and we went through it. And we figured out, Marion, we figured out who really owns Cathedral. Uh, we figured out uh, what was going on with Fiedler and, you know, who they were donating to. And we, we started really flushing that out. And so we're sitting there on a Saturday. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. So on, on the Monday, I picked up the phone and I gave him a call. I said, I started asking some questions. And the, the girl who answered the phone, she said, well, let me put you in touch with somebody who can answer. Them. So we did. I, I she passed the phone over and uh, started talking to this guy. And he started, I mean, I'm just asking very simple questions. And the guy came unglued. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. What's going on here? So you know, the guy ends up getting really mad at me, ends up hanging up on me. And I'm like, okay, we are over the target. Incoming flag. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. I put together a uh, public records request requesting quite a bit of data that would have told us everything. And I, su I, I submitted it to all, all of the Florida supervisors of elections. And this was my first real big mass, mass uh, send off. Mm -hmm. And they weren't, you know, so they weren't looking for, this particular email address, they didn't know anything about it. And so I started getting answers. And what was great was that their answers were all different. And <laughs> that showed us a lot. Yeah. Now, subsequently, as a result of this, you know, they got together with their group and they started monitoring like these public records requests because inadvertently they had tipped their hands. Right. And we figured out the extent of what was going on. So everything related to the printers and the ballots and 
and all of that, they they absolutely wouldn't. Re- they refused to give anything of it to us. They claimed um, they they claimed all sorts of exemptions under the law, which were all invalid. I mean, it, it was literally ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it showed us what we were dealing with. Sure. So I was okay with it. I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, I, I get it. No. Fine. No. So the next, you know, the next round of things we did, we wanted to see the, the vote by mail ballot envelopes. We wanted to see, you know, what what they what was the verbiage, how many of them were complying with the law. Not a lot. Then we started checking into the Florida Supervisors of Elections Inc. And we gathered the evidence there of, you know, who was paying for the SOE's dues to this organization. So we got invoices um, that were sent to them from Florida Supervisors of Elections, Inc. And we got copies of payments and checks made to the organization. One of the attorneys that we were working with, he had filed an ethics complaint against one of the Florida Supervisors of Elections over exactly what we had talked about, about how, you know, um, it, it appeared to be an ethics violation. And they, they were dragging their feet right. at ethics committee and they wouldn't rule on it. And eventually they ended up ruling on it by saying, that's not within our purview. That's, that, that's not, we can't, you know, it, it may be a Florida ethics. There may be something here, but we're, we don't have the, the, the jurisdiction to, to deal with this. Hmm. So we're like, okay, interesting. So we're asking more questions. We're asking to see the voter information cards now that had been returned as undeliverable. Yeah. This, this past year, when they did the um, when they did the redistricting, they were required to send out all the new voter information cards. So when they did that, because of the way that the mail endorsement for um, postage on it was, it was temp return service requested there were a lot that came back. Now, uh, Chris Jersky had found a video of the guy in Lake County saying, hey, you know, we need you guys to update your addresses because here, look, we have all these undeliverable voter information cards. Well, if the SOEs were doing list maintenance in accordance with any kind of practice, let alone best practices, you know, they would have not is not that many. And how does it tie into Eric, do you think? What's that? How does this tie into Eric? Well, Eric is supposed to Eric is supposed to help validate and clean the, the roles and the data. Yeah. And so we knew how bad Eric was. Eric is a mechanism financed by Soros and other dark, bad, dark money interests to be able to inject and move voters across state lines. And we know that that's definitely part of the theft of the elections. Mm-hmm. And that goes into um, a larger a larger piece here, which is what we've been working on that led me into this whole thing anyways. And that is the entire money laundering operation that is um, Act Blue and the dark money and foreign money and all of these campaign finance mules that we've uncovered. So essentially, we have this operation, this money laundering operation of dark money and foreign money and George Soros money and corporate money that's being routed through um, all of these campaign finance mules across the United States. And this is the mechanism to fund the overthrow of our constitutional republic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's treason. Yeah. Yeah. It's treason. And it is treason. So with these voter information cards, right? There, what, there's no exemption to it. It's part of chapter 98 public records requests. We've, we've made requests to get in to see these in every SOE's office everywhere. And they're constantly being, they were constantly denied. And then they throw these massive dollar amounts if they're not being denied, where it's totally unreasonable. Yeah, yeah. we're going to charge you, um, you know, 
$3,000 to come in and inspect what, you know, I mean, can you imagine that? Like if these people, they work for us. Yeah. Okay. Our tax money pays their salaries. Can you imagine as a business owner, right? You asking your employee to show you the work that they've done. And then they say that you've paid them to do. And then they say, well, yeah, I'll show it to you, but it's going to cost you, um, you know, extra money that yeah. isn't part of the negotiation, isn't, wasn't part of my salary. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, you can't and make this come back all blanked out and redacted anyway. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it becomes a point where it's like absolutely comical. Yeah. Well, so we just documented it all, all of these things. We just kept documenting it. it like we documented how um, here in Florida, um, they are registering non-citizens to vote through the DMV. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Uh, you know, I had heard that. I, I didn't see the specifics. So again, all of this stuff, it's done programmatically. It's done through yeah. computers. Yeah. It's done, you know, and they're pretty shady about how they do it. So it was brought to our attention, the whole them registering um, people who had green cards to vote. And the way that they do it is pretty slick. And so we, we got training materials from the, the red, uh, the red department of motor vehicles on, on the screens where they're inputting data. Now, Florida law is pretty specific. You have to, you know, make, um, you, you have to on a mail-in form, you have to click, I am a U.S. citizen. Yeah. But with the way that they're doing it through the uh, motor voter uh, program, that's not that's not a box. Yeah. That means that somebody either at the RMV or at the local supervisor of elections or at the division of elections is checking that box. So we asked Maria Matthews and court and the secretary of state, you know, who is checking the box? They wouldn't reply. They wouldn't answer us. I mean, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so when they announced um, the uh, the new head of the Florida Elections uh, Crimes Task Force, um, you know, people were you know kind of excited. They're like, OK, well, maybe they're going to do something. And I'm, I'm like, OK, this is good. And I've heard I actually heard a lot of good things about, him. Mm -hmm. you know, um, including one of the, you know, my, my retired FBI friend. And so we waited and we were asking, hey, you know, what's going on here? When are you guys going to start prosecuting? And I believe I shared that email with you. Yeah. And I had sent that to, um, you know, I had been prim primarily I had been, you know, communicating at that point with the, within the general counsel's office at the secretary of state. And a friend of mine had said, hey, you know, you really need to rope in DeSantis on these emails. Maybe he is unaware of what's going on. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Let's do that. So we did. We started roping him in. We roped in the, the um, lieutenant governor. We roped in the CTO and we, Ashley Moody's office. And, and then about, I would say maybe about a week or so later, that was when they announced the first set of arrests. The 20 people who had voted twice or something like that. Yeah. Well, well yeah, the felons. It was the felons. Yeah. The felons who mistakenly voted. Yeah. And, you know, so when they. He did a big press conference on that, too. Yeah. So when they when they made the announcement, DeSantis was very, very clear. He said that they were retaining all the data from the elections. We were like, yes, this is a win. We did it. We affected some real change. And now we're going to be able to get to the bottom of this. Then they announced who they had arrested. And I said, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. And some people said, look, it, don't rush to judge. 
maybe this was the easiest low-hanging fruit that they could get, slam dunk stuff. And I'm like, yeah, um, we had slam dunk stuff. And we know that the supervisors of elections are the real, the real, the real criminals here, the real kingpins. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is like, this is like, uh, you know, rounding up, you know, the the nickel and dime bag dealer on the corner street when ignoring the cartel, ignoring <laughs> the cartel guy who's living next door to you. Right. Right. <laughs> so, but we took it. We 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 said okay. Then uh, there was a, a, a citizen reporter, um, an alternative medium guy, media guy, um, Chris something or other. I forget his name. He did an interview with uh, with the head of the election crimes division, and they were talking, and they got on the subject of the voter rolls, and and he was saying, you know, the root of all of this shenanigans really is the dirty voter rolls and then you're really it's a big problem which is why in georgia they're putting the voter rolls in the cloud with the wf member of salesforce but yeah on. yeah no no nothing to see here yeah nothing to see here at all so what we found out about a day or two later was that um antonacci he sent a letter um, to the, um, I believe it was maybe Orange or Lake County SOE's office saying, um, telling them to preserve the data, but it was, they were, they had limited it. They were only preserving the data for the people who they had charged in the press conference. Hmm. And hmm. I'm like, that's not right. Yeah. That's wrong because we know that there's so much more here going on and it's yeah. just not, this is not right. So again, I fired off an email voice, uh, my displeasure and called kind of called them out on what was going on. But, you know, we just continued on our election integrity, um, information gathering. And I, uh, we began the whole thing with, um, doing, uh, the checks on the voter rolls. And, you know, I was, you know, I, I was talking a lot at that time with, um, with uh, Henry Zarb, mm -hmm. your, uh, your counterpart there in Miami. And, uh, you know, I was uh, doing some stuff with um, legal residential addresses. Mm -hmm. So what I had done was I took the entire Florida voter roll and I parsed the legal residential addresses against the USPS database and the National Change of Address database. Right. And boy, that was that was eye-opening. And put together a report. There was about four million highly questionable addresses yeah. that we had identified. Four so just for our audience's sake, I mean, how this works is they have fake addresses, the ballots get mailed out from the printer that's questionable. And then they, do they get returned or do they get harvested there and then dropped in a box? Or do you know, I mean, how does so, it work? Okay. So how the, is it a fake address is my question. So there, there are two places that you can have a fake address. Uh -huh. Okay. One is your lead is the legal residential address. Right. Okay. That that's one place. The other place is the mailing address. Right. So you actually have two different ways to cheat, two mm -hmm. different ways to steal. Mm -hmm. And while all of this was going on, we had been investigating the theft of the primary for Laura Loomer. Mm -hmm. So Chris and I and, and some other members in our group, we had we were we were um, we had been trying to raise awareness about all this and. So when Laura had her election stolen from her by Daniel Webster, the stroke victim who never campaigned, okay? Amazing, the pattern repeats, yeah. Pattern repeats. And, pattern, and, yeah. and it's always the same pattern. So they're winning, okay, on election night, then the systems go down. Mm -hmm. And then when the systems come back up, they've lost by vote-by-mail ballots. Right. Hello. Okay, that's interesting. So we brought this 
um, Chris and I both knew Laura from before. And um, I knew Laura, I, I reached out to um, um, one of uh, Laura Loomer's mentors, Roger Stone. And I said, hey, Roger, um, Laura's, you know, we got the data. You need to talk to Laura and tell her that she needs to fight this because she won. Mm -hmm. So Laura ended up calling me and um, she asked me to talk to her, her uh, campaign manager's business partner, a guy by the name of Scott Santa Maria. And so I talked to Scott and we kind of laid out, I laid out everything to him and he's like, okay, let's set up a meeting. We'll get out and we'll talk. And he's like, I'm going to come down and I want to take that time and meet up with you. And then we'll ride out to the villages together and discuss this. So we did. And on the way there, um, you know, he explained to me that he was being, that an enormous amount of pressure was being put on him to shut Laura up. He's like, I'm running a business. These people, um, you know, they're, they're, they're negatively affecting my business. And Ashley, you know, we had somebody from my office who had a job offer from Ashley Moody's office and the job offer has been rescinded. And, you know, they're putting a lot of pressure on me to shut Laura up. That's the stuff that needs to come out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think about this. The person who's responsible for prosecuting election crimes in the state of Florida mm -hmm. is committing a crime using undue influence to shut up a candidate who had her election stolen from her. Yeah, yeah. And she's threatening this guy in his business. So I'm like, all right. So I just, you know, we just talked about the way things are done in Florida. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I, I, I just, you know, yes, yes, yes. And uh, we get there to the villages. We meet with Laura and her team and Chris Jersky, you know, he goes to, he's got, he's, you know, he, he's coordinating with me to be there. And there was, uh, there was some subterfuge going on and people didn't want Chris to be there. And I said, look, it, you know, Chris is a team member. He's got some important data here and I'm not going to meet and talk with anybody unless he's there to talk and bring the data that he has too. And mm -hmm. so we got him in, in the meeting too. And as, you know, as amazing as our God is, they had just uncovered how they were manipulating addresses in the voter rolls and then sending out ballots based on the new addresses that they had changed and modified in the voter rolls. And those are part of this ballot harvesting operation to come up with enough ballots to steal the elections. Yeah. And Chris did a whole big thing on it. It was called Red Belly Road. And they reported on that, yeah. Yeah, so they changed the addresses and on, from Red Belly Road to like 12th Street or something like that. And the postman in the neighborhood happened to know the person. And then the, they, they still got it. And I mean, it was crazy. It was yeah. literally crazy. So they got so the the Lake County uh, election integrity team, they got signatures and affidavits and and they're, you know, they're laying this all out. And we're sitting there in the meeting with Laura and, and her campaign manager's business partner. And he's like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And so we got into um, the whole idea of what to do next. And, you know, the whole idea next was to for her to fight, her to fight the race, her to fight what's going on mm -hmm. because she had her race stolen. Yeah. And there was a lot of pressure being put on her um, and Scott and everybody by Team DeSantis to shut her up. This is what has to get out. Yeah. This is treason. Yeah. This is the overthrow. So, 
I, I mentioned in my last talk, all government power is derived from the consent of the governed. Mm -hmm. All government power. If you take over the elections, if you're stealing the elections through fraudulent practices, okay, this is a criminal enterprise at this point. And this is a conspiracy. We know beyond any reasonable doubt that mail fraud is being used to steal elections. We know beyond any reasonable doubt that these ES&S machines and the Dominion machines, which are the same machines with the same software and the same firmware, are capable of being accessed remotely. They are being accessed remotely and they are being manipulated electronically. We know this for a fact, okay? So you have wire fraud too, because this is all going on. And this is a conspiracy. Yeah. So it's not just going on in Florida counties, it's going oh. on nationwide. Sure this, this is the overthrow of the constitutional republic. And the Democrats are doing this in the primaries the Republicans are doing it in the primaries and whoever does it the best in the November election wins. Well, it's the unit party. I, I would think they'd probably select these candidates. Who's going to win? Who's not going to win? That of course it is. And that brings me to Florida. I mean, you know, this is the gold standard of voting and DeSantis won by 59,000 points and there's no way that, you know, Trump can win. I mean, this is all a narrative, right? Yeah. It, it, it's, yeah. it's a false narrative. And, so as, you know, as we're exploring this, you know, things get clearer and clearer. And so based on my efforts and Henry's efforts um, with um, parsing this voter roll data and, the, and our coordination with other groups outside of Florida, um, we got a better understanding of what was going on. Mm -hmm. And so we started ringing the bell and it's like, hey, look at guys. Um, you know, and we've been giving them the benefit of the doubt that they were unaware of all of this. So we're saying, you know, hey, look, it, you are going to cost Florida Senate seats and congressional seats because of this criminal activity that you knowingly are letting happen. And I mean, when you look at the amount of money that was being steered into these critical states through this money laundering operation of foreign and dark money that I uncovered, you know, I uncovered that. So there were the two, two of the largest recipients of this money laundering and uh, financing of the overthrow of our Republic was Raphael Warnock and Val Demings. Yeah. Raphael Warnock. I mean, he is not, by any stretch of imagination, anybody who would um, garner the type of money that, that was piled in. Another the election. And, yeah. and Val Demings, Val Demings at, at the time had outraised Rubio by a massive amount. I mean, just massive. And I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, I don't believe this. So, we were, you know, we were reaching out to Rubio's people. We were reaching out to Core Burr. We were reaching out to DeSantis. I mean, everybody. You, I'm like, you are going to let these people steal our election. We're going to lose the country because of your fraud, because of the stuff that you're letting go on. Yeah. And, and so there were, so apparently that, that um, batch of information and data was so much and so much pressure was being put on the governor that he forced Cord Bird to call me. Mm -hmm. So Cord Bird called me and we had a one hour conversation. And he told me that not all the supervisors of elections were criminals. And, and but in the same conversation, he, he said to me that he knows that they're not all doing a good job on list maintenance <laughs> and that, and that some are better than others. Well, that my friend is an admission. That's called quibbling. It's like telling a lie just a little bit. 
you know. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing about Florida election law, mm -hmm. right, is any violation of Florida election law is a crime. Right. And right. it falls under, there are three, there are three um, levels of crimes within the Florida election code. One, you know, it's just, okay, we made mistakes and it's a misdemeanor. Okay. Then you have what falls into neglect of duty. Okay. Which he could, he could have reasonably claimed at that point. Okay. And then you have willful intent. And that is where we are at realistically mm -hmm. with list maintenance. Now I know this for a fact because I was able to get access to publicly available um, information um, on VR systems website. And on VR systems website, it lays out that list maintenance activity is a daily thing. And it's supposed to be done on a daily basis, right? So when all of those voter information cards came back as returned as undeliverable, it should have triggered an event, a list cleaning event, according to Florida law. Mm -hmm. Same thing would have happened with all of these returned vote by mail ballots. They would have further, it would have been another instance. So by the time you got to the November election, theoretically, had any of these supervisors of elections not neglected their duty, and had not acted willfully with intent to not clean the lists, right? Mm -hmm. The amount of undeliverable vote by mail ballots would have been minuscule. Okay. Sure. Very, very small, right? That certainly was not the case. So what we came to find out, um, <laughs> well, and so let me get back to the whole conversation with Court Bird, right? Yeah. So, in my previous conversations with the general counsel, I knew that they were hamstringed. They did not have the ability to criminally prosecute. So as I was explaining to court about malfeasance and about misfeasance and about neglect of duty and about willful intent, um, he was saying, well, they're, they're not all bad. I'm like, okay, all right, fine. They're not all bad. And I said, you know, I realized that you are in a tough position, court. Because he was telling me, do you think that DeSantis doesn't have a handle on this? I'm like, no, because if he did, this wouldn't be going on. Right. Very and, simple. Look at the results, not what they say. Yeah. So, but that's okay. We'll we'll get there. And he's like, well, you, you know, here's here's the problem with you people. And I said, the problem with me people. He's like, yeah, the problem with you people. You're just coming to me just now. And I'm like, whoa, slow down a minute, buddy. I'm like. I have been in constant communication with the general counsel within the state of Florida for months, years, uncover, you know, trying to uncover this stuff. I go, you're talking to the wrong guy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but I tell you what, you, you didn't understand that. You didn't know. I'm like, but I tell you what, go dig around in your emails and you'll find out. Yeah. I go, go do a search for my, my name, my email address. You'll see it all there. I go, he's like, well, the problem is you need to have new laws passed. Like, well, well, what difference does it make if you don't enforce the laws on the books now? Yeah. I go, what difference does it make if the person responsible for prosecuting these crimes, the election crimes, is, is committing election crimes herself? I'm like, what? Seriously, yeah. Ashley Moody is committing election crimes. This is treason. Yeah, she should be disbarred. Yeah. So, and, and I'm like, Cord, you're an attorney. I go, what if if this is happening? What what is that? Silence. Wow. I'm like, Cord, how long have you been involved in politics? And he's like, 28 years. Hmm. I go, so you are very familiar with the saying, everybody's dirty, so everybody's clean, right? Mm -hmm. I go, you know as well as I do that if you're beyond a one-term city commissioner, you've probably done things. And, you know, you've probably been compromised in one way or another. I'm like, so that's why I think that DeSantis isn't doing anything about this because he probably himself has been the beneficiary of the corrupt machine. 
Yeah. I go, but, but that being set aside, you know, what are we going to do to fix this? He's like, well, you need to get new people elected, your own candidates. It's like, well, court, if you're right, if you've rigged the election, how do we do it? Yeah. Well, that's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. And I'm like, court, it's not a conspiracy. It's it's not a theory. It's a conspiracy fact. Yeah. And I, I go, we have yeah. I go, court, you know. You know, there was a there was a Florida politician once who said, don't take a whiz on my leg and tell me it's raining. Yeah. All right. So, Court, don't take a whiz on my leg and tell me it's raining. So what are we going to do, Court, to fix this? We can do this together, you know. Well, you need to tell your elected officials that I need a bigger budget. And I started laughing at him. I laughed at him. I'm like, Court, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, you, I go, you, we, you have this massive amount of volunteers who for the past two years have been bringing you all of this stuff and you've done nothing about it. So how does giving you any money to do anything? I go, you have all these people who are working for free for you. And then <laughs> kind of quiet. And I said, Court, somebody with my skill set, Okay, and my abilities, you couldn't afford me, Cord. You, yeah. I, I could be making millions and millions of dollars a year, probably a billion dollars a year with my skill sets with creating and innovating in technology. But I've, I've foregone all of that to try to save my state. I'm, I'm, I'm a political refugee from Massachusetts in New Hampshire, and I've come to Florida, and I'm not going to give up now, and I'm not running, and I'm going to stay here, and we're going to fix this. So what are we going to do together, Cord? I go, is this, is this really about you needing some political cover? Because if you need the political cover to do this because this is a nuclear this is a nuclear thing for you, I'm, I'm about it. I'll do it. And I will contest all of these Ill illegitimate electors on the voter rolls and I'll do Hava complaints and we'll do everything. And then that'll give you the cover that you need to do this. And he's like, well, you know, I've been on the phone for you now for over, almost over an hour. I got to go. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Cord. Wow. I look forward to hearing from you. Wow. And, Amazing. and that was the end of that conversation. So then uh, the hurricane happened and we got our, um, a lady by the name of Chris Quackenbush, who was instrumental in getting DeSantis to get rid of, or to allegedly get rid of Common Core in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, she got involved and she wanted to um, have DeSantis uh, use his executive powers um, to in uh, due to a state of emergency with the election, ban the use of machines and only do uh, manual filled out ballots with a manual hand count for the November election. Mm -hmm. And so she, myself, uh, Raj from Defend Florida and Tim Meisberger from the America Project we all, we all went to have a face-to-face -face meeting with Cord Berg about this. Now, I had a suspicion that they weren't really interested in doing anything, but I needed to know for sure. Mm -hmm. I needed to look Cord Berg in the eyes, and I needed to know if he really needed political cover or if it was all a charade. Right. And so I had a part... Everybody, every one of us had a part to play in this discussion. So yeah. we get there. Cord Bird starts out, you know, the problem with you people is you're not bringing me. The problem with us people. You know, we, I had that in Miami. We had a, a person, an election integrity member, pushing uh, for change in Miami-Dade. And the, the secretary of the party came back and said, I'm really sorry you've joined those people. 
yes. us, us people, us yeah. patriots <laughs> who believe in a constitutional republic and that every right. American's voice and right. every vote needs to count. Right? This is how they think. I mean, you're, 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 you know, Lothar the Hill people. I mean, this is... we are, <laughs> we are. And I, I just laugh at them and I'm like, yeah. you, you people just, you have no idea what you have unleashed. Yeah. You have no idea what you've unleashed. Mm -hmm. This is your, and I tell them all, this is, you know, literally, this is your come to Jesus moment. Okay? It's not, you know, it's not really nationwide. What I see, it's not like rage and anger and I'm going to shoot them. It's, it's determination and persistence. That yeah. We, fix this, we, don't, you know? we don't, we don't need, you know, when the Soviet Union collapsed, it wasn't through bullets. It was mm -hmm. because everybody just got together and said, enough, that's yeah. it. You're yeah. done. Yeah. You're done. And that's what we're doing here today. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I am just so appreciative, Todd, that, you know, that we, you know, that we've gotten together because everybody needs to hear this. And I'm going to tell you right now, right. What's going on here in Florida. It has effects nationwide because the same criminal enterprise. For sure. Okay. For sure. The same Florida. criminal, yeah. the same criminal conspiracy is, is being affected in every other state. So, you know, this is going on in Maryland. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm an expert witness in a, in a case there on uncovering exactly the same pattern of fraud and abuse. And the case there, actually, um, it's a pretty big deal. And yeah. it's, it's going to be, it's a multi, it's being moved into multi-jurisdictional RICO. And Florida is going to be subject as part of that and every we're, other we're, state we're about to open a paper uh the eastern gazette on the shoreline uh, another investigative paper in maryland so i'd love to get get involved in that I'll oh yeah the people yeah absolutely my people <laughs> yeah yeah because when when you look at it when you look at the numbers you know and you talk to people right and the canvassing that people do with the the, the defend florida people or even in the Maryland, in Maryland, right? What they find ultimately is when they encounter people who don't vote, okay? What they'll say is, I don't vote because my vote doesn't matter because the whole thing's corrupt and it's rigged. Mm -hmm. And so just looking at the voter rolls, and I mean, because if you, prior to this election, seven, you know, it was in the mid 70s, for Republicans believe that the elections were rigged. The yeah. real number is you have all of the people, you know, all of these other people who didn't vote, okay? Mm -hmm. They don't vote because they know the system's rigged and they believe beyond any reasonable doubt that the whole thing is corrupt. And that's why they stay home. Sure. And they're, dis they're disenfranchised. I don't so, believe in that strategy, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, I believe, I believe, I truly, truly believe that what we're what we've been working on and what we're uncovering is going to take down this entire enterprise, especially through this money stuff, because everything at the end of the day boils down to money. Sure, money. And the, yeah, the Soros money, the China money, all of it, all of it, because all these people they're all bought and paid for. You know, it, it was funny. We did this. We did this uh, thing, this elect, um, legislative initiative here in Pinellas County last week. And I was joking with one of the police officers that were part of the um, security detail. And he, he was wearing a chest cam, you know, body cam. And I said, you know, the shame of it all. He's like, what? What's the shame of it all? I'm like that you guys are being you guys are forced to wear body cams. Right. He's like, yeah. I'm like, but the politicians aren't being forced to wear body cams. Who does more damage? True. <laughs> Who and kills more that. people? Yeah. We should make election officials wear body cams. <laughs> the whole place should be cameraed up and it should be yeah. a 24-7 live stream. It yeah, should really. be. Yeah, sure. Well, Chris, so, I think that's a good point to wrap it up. We're at almost an hour here. So yeah. what are we going to talk about in part three? 
Well, part three, we can we can move into the shocking things that we uncovered during the November election. Perfect. Perfect. So send me when you can do that and we'll we'll schedule it. Yeah, okay. And we really appreciate your time and we'll get this out shortly. Because yeah, I think you're right. These videos are making a big difference. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah. Take we care. Got, we got this. Cheers. Thanks, Scott.